Good morning, America, and thank you for tuning to the Outdoor Scene, Southern New England's longest continuous radio program dedicated to everything in the great outdoors. And now, here's your host, Wayne G. Barber. Thank you, Roger, for that intro, and good morning, America. It is 9 o'clock Sunday morning, and it was opening day hunting season the great state of Maine yesterday. There was four districts that were going to be delayed because of the uh, shooting up in Maine. And uh, they uh, found the deceased shooter. So they opened up the last four spots into Maine. And from all indications, it was a record opening, a big, big tradition in the Pine Tree State. Uh, We have some guests calling in today that participated in hunts in Maine and some hunts in upstate New York. And they happen to be family members too. And this show and the other ones that I have, if you miss any part of them, are available on a podcast called anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Bobber. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle, gluten-free products, over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Vatley organic oils, food for life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies, consumer-friendly hours on Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. HarvestMoonHealthFoods.net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. And congratulations on a fourth-place finish at the World Series. And we'll be looking for Brian and the rest of the family members at the Icebreaker in 2024 at Thompson International Speedway. Uh, Let's get this rumor, this myth, thrown right out the window. There is no shortage on ammo from a quality dealer. We're talking about Bullseye Shooting Supplies at 837 Park Avenue. Uh, Open six days a week at 9.30 precisely, 401-766-4409. Primers available right now for small pistol, small rifle, and large rifle. And family members do a lot of business there. And Paul Connolly, Marcel, with over 30 years of experience. Why they stand out from the rest? No fishing, no archery, 
but everything and shooting supplies. Did I say black powder? Everything and anything and black powder. Rules and regulations on the tri-state region? They're the experts. You don't get that at the big box stores. Localized personal service from Bullseye Shooting Supplies. 401-766-4409. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is waynewnri at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny Ray. Robert LaValle, 55 today. Craig Codden, 53. Tony Neary, a big birthday up in Marble today. And uh, famous NASCAR gentleman, Scott Zipidelli. Happy birthday to everybody. We have a high tide today at 8.53 this morning in Narragansett Bay. A low tide this afternoon at 2.19. Sunset, I hate to say it, it's below 6 o'clock now, 5.45. But if you're hunting and fishing in good territory, today is a whopping 4 out of 4. The major period will occur at 12.45 today and the minor at 7.30 on 9. Our winds are very light on the bay at 4 knots and it's a hunter's moon. A full moon, beautiful, the last couple of nights and the hunting has been fantastic. Bay temperatures right now in Narragansett are right around 61 degrees. And we got another promo in here. And here it is right there. You know, there's a lot of repair garages in Northern Rhode Island, tire dealers, oil change specialists, new car dealers. We have a high-performance specialist, too, that sponsors with our show, been with us since day one, and I'm proud to announce that DMB Performance is staying on for another season. The DMB Performance Automotive Repair at 91 South Main Street, Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800. If you're coming up from Route 295, take exit 7B onto Route Route 44, then at the lights in Chipatchet, bear right onto Route 100. Complete repair and service of domestic, foreign cars, and light trucks. High-performance work is their specialty. Already since 2000 in the town of Burrowville. Engine diagnosis, suspension, Rhode Island State Inspection. They do a real bang-up job with air conditioning, CV work, all kinds of axle work, and fuel injection. All mechanics are ASE certified an auto advanced level specialist in engine performance. They specialize in Ford high performance and engine rebuilding. Not just a changer of parts. Engine rebuilding, they'll get their hands dirty. They've worked on the Tasca Ford race program from 1984 through 1997. Again, local jobs and local taxpayers. Stop by for an appointment or an estimate of any repair or preventative maintenance. Call for 401-710-9800 and that's Dawn and customer service, one of the best in the business at DMV Performance and Automotive Repair 91 South Main Street, beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island, 401-710-9800 Machine shop services are now available also Now if uh, you're looking for a way to get some pin money with this high high inflation, that's really affecting all of us Uh, Highest prices now for scrap metal. Right now, take advantage of it at Ross Recycling. With facilities in Clinton, Connecticut, 
Hartford, North Stonington, Preston, and our listening audience from WNRI.com and Putnam, Connecticut at 64 Tucker Hill Road. All operations open at 8, uh, Monday through Saturday, and phone number is 860-928-7165. And uh, please do not discard your batteries into the landfill or any electric motors. There's a lot of valuable material inside of them that is highly, highly recyclable. Aluminum, brass, cast iron, copper, stainless steel, you name it. And what I like about it is you go to the facilities, go on the scale, and then when you get off, they have some laborers there to help you unload your trunk, your eight-foot bed, your trailer, whatever. And then instant cash, the highest possible price by the hour at Ross Recycling, 860-928-7165. Transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and my beautiful receding hairline, hairstyles by the Worcester Hair Company, and I believe she has one more chair available for rent. And Little General Stores, by God, there's one in your neighborhood. These are the specials that expire today. Whole chickens at $1.89, ham off the bone, five ninety nine a pound and individual ham steaks great for the senior citizen uh, uh, customers two ninety nine eight days a week open a money orders gift cards propane exchange in most locations at little general stores there's one in your neighborhood I got a couple of emails yesterday and one again this morning uh, concerning the Corbin and what choose it The Corbin Reservoir right now is officially closed. The last day of operation was 10-21, and you can start fishing there again next April, depending on ice out. Uh, Wachusett, right here on the side of Worcester, Massachusetts, the second largest freshwater body in the state of Massachusetts, from the shoreline only, no boats allowed, no waders, no boots, and that is going to stay open, ice-permitting, Tentatively to December 31st. So get up there for those lake uh, trout. As the water turns over, uh, the cellular table up there in the water line, and uh, yeah, they really come in close. Uh, Salmon River, Pulaski, New York, right now is on absolute fire. With all the rain, they've opened up the dams and got that water flowing really good. Uh, the hot spots right now are around the church and deep hole in Pulaski, New York, on the Salmon River. We also had an interesting thing that I saw on Facebook that came out yesterday. Uh, We've talked about it in the past, the rarity of albino wildlife. And we had another sighting with pitches and documented by WHUR.com, a TV station, a white porcupine. That was uh, photographs traveling in Holderness, Massachusetts. A rare albino white porcupine. That must have been quite a sight. In my personal experience, I remember one white skunk that used to go under my father-in-law's Chase Lounge when we were down at Fort Getty and Jamestown camping in 1968-69. 
one fire for everybody, one water spigot with all the teas off it, and one electrical connection that if the uh, electrical inspector ever went by, he would have shut down the whole campground. But that's how we started years ago with our Sunbeam bread trucks with the caravan coming down from Woonsocket down to Fort Getty and Jamestown. But I'll never forget that. He was petting it. He thought it was a cat, you know, after he had a couple of those Narragansetts. And it was so funny. Everybody started stepping away from the fire and the fire. And then the rare white skunk trotted off into the woods. It's one of those Kodak moments nobody had a camera. But that was the first time I had ever seen one. On the line right now, we have a relative. And what a happy relative. I probably would imagine there was a sleepless night in Maine last night. And we're talking to Cody Spink, one of my blood grandsons, a former employee of Wayne's Place, shoveling out the shiners and the squid to go down and do some fishing and learning everything about salesmanship that I could pass on to him. He's a chip off the old block, and he's the only grandson. Well, I don't know Mason's catching him. The only one that I hug and my chin is in the middle of his chest. And when he had that beer hung up last night, Susan looked at it and she says he finally found something taller than him. Good morning, Cody. How are you? How are you doing this morning? Thank you for that incredible introduction. <laughs> Did you get any sleep last night? I got, I got a few hours worth of sleep last night. Well needed after that mile and a half drag. Okay. You know, I thought about this half the night thinking about it. I got up at 2.30 and I sat down. What are some of the questions that I don't want to dominate the show? I want to hear the hunter's story. But I think it's only appropriate, and I know this for a fact. Your grandfather, Chucky Spink Sr., had to be looking down at his son and his grandson on this memorable hunting trip up in, uh, I believe, you were at the Cathedon Ironworks where me and Susan went up and did the photo op with your parents. And that's part of the Ebony Mountain Range Correct. Now, you go way yep, back, we up. four and five years old, with your other grandfather hunting all New England. Tell us about that expedition. So, yesterday morning, we got up first thing, 4.30 in the morning, headed out, and we got to the woods at 5.20 in the morning, had to wait for it to get warm out. And a, a little bit light out to say. So we got out of the truck, got everything ready, waited for it to get a little bit light out, and we started heading up the mountain. We went all the way up and over the mountain, got down to our side. We were about five and a half miles in. We took a little lunch break. And we went, I would say, a little bit over a 1,000 yards down a slope that's just about horizontal grade going down the side of the mountain down through spruce that was so thick I mean you could barely push your way through it and we got down the other side pops was falling behind me about 30 yards and I came down to where it was a finger coming down to hardwoods through the spruce 
and I was able to see the left side of the hardwoods down about 1,500 yards. You have really good vantage point. And I couldn't see the right side of where the cutting came through. So I went through the screws, pushed my way through them. I came up and over. There was a big knoll. And I came up over, creeping up and over. And to my surprise, there was a big 254-pound black bear staring right at me at 65 yards. Now, did you see any no. sign of black bear before that? we seen black bear sign the whole way up the mountainside. There was runs going all horizontally all along the side of the mountain. We crossed three piles of bear scat that was bigger than any dogs you ever see. <laughs> but you weren't specifically going out for a black bear. You were going out for opening day, trying to get that 12-point over 200-pound white-tailed deer, right? Correct. I know your dad. We were going out for... Uh, your dad has got so many, you know, hundreds of regular smaller deer that now, you know, he's trying to target the trophy at the over 200 pounds to finish his resume. And then you come across this monster black bear, 254. And now, uh, what type of firearm did you have ready to go? I have my Marlin 3030 lever action. And that would do the trick one shot with the black bear or any 12-point buck? Correct. Any day of the week. Okay. I also, I took out that 30-30 on my moose hunt. I didn't get, I didn't get the chance again to moose while my moose hunt a few years ago, but most incredible hunt of my life that week. I came into contact. I had a, a cow moose walk right up five yards away from me pretty much licking the tip of a barrel of that 30-30 while I was out on that hunt. And it was just, the experience of having that was one one in a million. You're living the dream. Can you talk a oh, little I bit am. about your early uh, working with the dogs, your early part of your career with your other grandfather? Uh, I believe you got some trophies that you collected at a very early age in Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire. What was that part of your career? That part of my career was running dogs. We used to run blue ticks, red bones, walkers, and black and tans. And we used to go out for raccoons. And when I was 12 years old, I won uh, the first place for Northeastern Kingdom of uh, hunting raccoons with dogs. I came in first place for that. I won the cup for that year. Now, that transpired into later years to your Uncle Freddie, and I believe he's got a history with some Marcone hounds, too. Oh, yeah. He likes his, he likes his bloodhounds quite a lot. <laughs> and competitively, too, going to all the different shows and all the different meets. So, you've got the black yeah. bear. You've won a permit, very, very lucky, a couple of years ago. And now you've expanded with the real high water table we've had this year and the cold water, now you've expanded your taste and appetite for native salmon and native brook trout and the swollen tributaries all around that part of Maine. And from all the pictures Correct. on the Facebook and your stories, it looks like you've had an outstanding year on that too. <laughs> yup. 
from fishing to hunting to hiking up the mountains, I've been doing it all. I got my first uh, my my first big salmon this year. I will consider. I mean, I caught five pound over twenty inch salmon a few years back, but I almost broke thirty inches this year. I got twenty eight and a half inch salmon this year. And the colors are so vibrant in that cold water. Oh, completely gorgeous. Now, what an education you've got for such a young man. You know, fishing Narragansett Bay when you live down here in Rhode Island, a carbuncle pond in your backyard, and an occasional drop-off at the Situate Reservoir. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that, uh, Situate Reservoir. <laughs> but, but that was all part of the resume on those wrecked fish. And I still have that picture on my Facebook that I post up every once in a while of that monster largemouth bass that you got in uh, Rhode Island during the summer one year. I think you were out in a kayak and got that eight-pounder that you took the pictures of. Yep, and I actually got that one out of Warden's Pond, too. Right there in Rhode Island. Right there in Rhode Island, right out of Warren's Pond. I was using um, a 14-inch golden shiner that was over a pound, and he sucked it down like it was a little small pinhead shiner. Unbelievable. What a career so far for such a young man. And also, uh, you've got, um, now, what I think is happening in Maine is what happens down here in Rhode Island. I've sold an awful lot of licenses in my life at Wayne's Place, and uh, a lot of guys that went uh, white-tailed deer hunting in the fall would ask me for a turkey permit while they were out there. You know, they might as well, you're allowed one turkey, so they would take a turkey in the fall. Is uh, in Maine the situation where uh, people are targeting a nice trophy whitetail for the freezer and they'll get a a black bear tag just in case with the overabundance of 35,000 black bears in Maine? Correct. I mean, if you're going to be putting your time in the woods like how I do, as, as much time as I get, it, I just put it into the woods, and that's the best thing I could give any hunter out there. Don't get discouraged about the time they put in the woods because it all gets, goes to good use. You learn a new thing every single time you go out there, and just put in the time. If you, if you want, if you have the drive and the want to go out there, put into the woods because it'll always come back to you and you'll get good things from it. I get an email here from Worcester Mass and Frankie and he wants to know, is hunting allowed in Maine on Sunday? Nope. There is no hunting on Sundays in Maine. Okay, same Sadly. thing as Massachusetts. They still got those blue laws from years ago. Uh, maybe they'll change that, yep. but uh, most of the hunting up in Maine is on that private land with permission. And I think it's a day off for the landlords, too, to have a little peace and quiet in their backyard. That, that's that got a big factor Correct. in it, too. There's so much public land that's being used for that. Well, what a year that, you've been the on. The biggest thing is the, the landowners up here want that Sunday off because they open up their land. There's a lot of land around here that they don't post. Yeah. And they like Sundays to be able to go onto their fields and get the work done and whatnot. And so they just want to keep it that way. That's the biggest reason why they've been saying that Sundays are always going to be a day that they're going to keep 
off yeah. limits. Now you saw guys got a big with. you got a big ice fishing tournament coming up, the sixty fourth annual Scudic Ice Fishing Derby. I'm going to try to get up there on Saturday, then shoot back that same night uh, for the outdoor scene. And uh, I'm going through the winners list from a couple of years ago, and I see you won one of the most prestigious prizes ever awarded at the Scudic Ice Fishing Derby. Could you tell our listening audience what you won? So I won a free septic pump out from Praise. So whenever my tank gets filled up all the way, I got a free card to be able to call them up, and I'll get my septic all pumped out for free. What a prize. Only in Maine. I'll tell you, that is something. Oh, yeah. And uh, your other cousin, I don't know if you saw the pictures on it that I shared this morning, but he's joined the hunting fraternity this year, too, and he's off to a good success. He's going to be our second guest this afternoon. If he can get some time off, he's working on a farm today. But uh, he took up, uh, he joined uh, Ducks Unlimited. He got some mallards last week, and then he got two beautiful Canadian geese yesterday, hunting with two pros on a a cornstalk blind. But the uh, hunting and fishing fraternity in the Baba family is alive and kicking. I think my oldest son today is going to be going out this afternoon because rain does not stop him. And he's got some nice uh, conditions right now. But congratulations on the black bear. And uh, uh, did you have any of the black bear last night fresh? Maybe a steak? Yes, we did. We ended up taking the loins out of it and we cooked them up in the frying pan. And let me tell you, best tasting meat that I've had in a long time. And that's right against deer, right against moose meat. Right against a wild game I've had, the most tasty meat and the most tender I've had yet. I've had it twice uh, when I used to run the National Wild Fruit Federation of Swamp Yankee Gobblers uh, turkey group here in Rhode Island. And Stephen Wydell put on some wild game dinners for us, two different ones at our banquets. And I always went for the black bear. And if there wasn't a sign, on that crock pot where I got it, I would have had no idea that that was black bear was so, so well prepared. Uh, did you uh, skin it? Are you going to make a, a bear rug? I'm going to make a bear rug out of it. I'm going to put it right on top of my bed. Okay, so that's the plans on that. That's, and there's plenty of places up in Maine to do that. that. There's plenty of places in Maine to do that I'm uh, aware of up there, too. So you still got your permit for the white tail for the season. What's your game plan on that? My game plan is I have a dual permit for Zone 17, and that's on the property that I live on over in Charleston. So I'm planning on trying my best to be able to get a doe down this week and going back up into the mountains next week, and I have off. Saturday morning, I'll be up there bright and early, 5.30 in the morning, waiting for it to get light out to be able to start traveling up the mountainside again. Was there any white dusting up on the mountain in your area? Uh, There was not any snow up there this time around, but next weekend, there should be snow up there because we're getting it tonight into Monday morning. Now, that should help you guys, right? Oh, yeah, definitely for tracking-wise. 
He'll yep. let us know when we're getting close to him, when to start slowing down, because you just as soon as you got on that track, start hiking. Well, you congratulations. Start it might be a quarter mile. Be a, it might be seven miles. Be getting close to him, so it's it's big game up here. And what a, what, what a day it was, too, hunting with a father and son team. And uh, you got it done. You got safely back. And you, now you've got that on your resume. And it's just the beginning of another great hunting season in the great Pine Street, Pine Street uh, state of Maine. Cody, thank you very much for taking the time. And congratulations. Most definitely. Thank you, Grandpa. I really appreciate it. And good luck to all the hunters out there this year. I hope that everybody has a plentiful harvest and is safe. Thank you. Take care, Cody. That concludes the first part of the show with one of my grandsons. And that's going to be, the second part's going to be brought to you by Angels Collision Center at 274 Putnam Pike over Route 44 in Chipachet. 401-949-3952. 8.30 to 5 p.m., and they've also added on a thing that used to be a backyard replacement, but no more now with the computers and the recalibration. We're talking about windshield replacements, also done at Angels Collision Center. Nice operation over there, 27 years, and they mix the paint right on the premises. Comes in real handy on a white, gray, or a black vehicle. Angels Collision Center, 401 949-3952. You want to see a nice surrounding today to have a beautiful meal? I was coming in this morning on 44, Bowdish Reservoir, flat as glass, and the red maples and the yellow maples in full glory. And right across the street is Mr. Z's Restaurant, Pizza, Pasta, and Salad. Used to be Pat's Lakeside. Now with the new owners, they're open seven days a week. Uh, Taco Tuesday has been added on. They're open seven days a week at 11. Uh, for takeout, reservations, or to plan your next party, 401-239-3800. And rest assured, with the new owners, Nanette stayed on. Uh, the waitress that knows everybody's first name, a great, great smart move by Miss Disease Restaurant, Pizza, Pasta, and Salad. And in my mind, the greatest, nicest, best stocked pastry display case in Rhode Island. I'm giving you permission right now. Why tease yourself? Have your pastry first before the entree. It's Mr. Z's Restaurant at 401-239-3800, overlooking Bowdish Reservoir on Route 44, just as you're entering Connecticut. Now, if you want to really change it up from a, a wild game dinner to an ambiance of overlooking the water, this is not a wannabe. It's not a knockoff. It's authentic Mexican food, Casa Burritos. You open a door and you feel like you've crossed the border. They're open at 11 o'clock, seven days a week for takeout, catering, or to make reservations. 508-928-0904. And they're located at 114 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. 
Now, don't be confused. It's a white commercial building that they share with two or three other businesses. They're right in the front part of the building with free parking. Catering is now available. Beer and wine now available. And uh, two other options. A delivery service by calling 508 928-0904. And also, Felix wants to remind you, from Monday through Friday, there is a luncheon special from 1130 to 2 at Casa Burritos with guaranteed authentic Mexican food. 508-928-0904. Kiko DeMaio. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books. If you heard our author interview on our Author's Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closeout book. Again, it's the new Author's Hour Bookstore.com. This is for Kevin, the professor. Uh, he likes to talk about fishing, and he was an avid reader years ago of the original outdoor scene with Bill Bodner and the Socket Call. Yes, there was a brand new record in Connecticut, and it was a catch and release record on 1025. Angler Aiden Cole, 36 inch, 25.78, Tatag, a white chin blackfish, aboard the Melissa Ann in the Thames River. This is a brand new catch and release Connecticut state record. Tatag can live to 35 to 40 years old. And another thing we noticed, I did my final picking yesterday in my garden, and I posted some pictures of some wildflowers. I got absolutely free seeds from Burpee. So after I did my cold crop harvest, I had an empty bed, so I, I just threw them in there. And I took the pictures and posted them on Facebook yesterday. I got excellent, excellent blooms for absolutely free. And it cheered me up every time I went in to the dwindling garden. But I did notice one thing and posted on social media too. Some lilacs are actually blooming in New England for a second time this year. Now to get you caught up too on Major League Sports... Uh, we have a big sports department here Monday through Friday, and I am the one that has the keys for the building on Sunday. So as a team player, we'll keep that going. The Arizona team bounces back with a pounding 9-1 to win over Texas last night to even up the World Series at one game apiece. Game 3, Monday night at 8.03, back in Arizona. I believe Arizona is 8-2 and on the road this year in the playoffs. And the National Hockey League, the Boston Bruins keep that streak alive. A 4-1 to win over a much, much improved Detroit Red Wing team who came in town uh, with five wins and a loss. Pasternak got two more goals. Zaka, the red-hot Tassena, gets a goal. And my granddaughter Claire's favorite Boston Bruin, not mine, but hers, Charlie McAvoy gets a goal on defense. And that's her favorite. But well, we have a different. I like uh, Jolly. <laughs> Number eleven myself. Okay, my Oilers go against Calgary at seven p.m. And the next game for Boston Bruins is Boston against Florida on Monday night. 
In the NFL, the Patriots do battle in Florida against the Dolphins, who are red-hot, scoring a lot of points. 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers at 4-2 and two take on Jacksonville at 5-2. and two. And Buffalo won yesterday, Michael's favorite team. Uh, one of my nephews, Buffalo 24, uh, Tampa Bay 18, and now Buffalo is 5-3. and three. So they bounce back from their loss. And that gets you caught up on the Major League Sports scene. Let me, I'm waiting for my second guest here. I think I'm going to do one more commercial. And that's going to be Who Cut the Cheesecake? What a name for a business. You'll never forget it. Over 20 flavors. I was going to say 30, but I'm not going to embellish it. Dave told me, let's keep it at 20 and if I have extras, we'll put it on. We're also doing birthday parties and catering at Who Cut the Cheesecake. They're located at 1195 Putnam Pike and Chapachet, right at that brand new rotary. We're parking right at the door. They have a wholesale delivery service Monday through Wednesday. And today on the counter is Elevin. Uh, yes, one year and five weeks. Say hello to her. She knows everybody on a first-name basis. Now, if you can't make it to Chapachet, you can get this fantastic cheesecake at the Village Tavern, both Beef Bond locations, Mass and Rhode Island, Good Stuff, 85 Main and Putnam, Willie's Steakhouse and Sushi Bar up in Worcester, the Samba Steak and Sushi Bar in Framingham, and so many more. Who cut the cheesecake? 401-742-9240. Right at the Chapachet Triangle. Uh, the Patchett Rotary. You're looking for a place for fresh seafood right from the docks? As you know, a big supplier here when Socket closed this year. And more and more people are shopping up at Putnam with all the big box stores. Conveniently located right up on Route 44. You know, a 10-minute ride from Marvel or Northern Rhode Island. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, main, mainly seafood. At 3 Bates Avenue in Putnam, Connecticut. And uh, phone number is 860-928-7909. Uh, the other day, I was getting an order over there. They had fresh salmon, mussels, uh, fantastic. I got three pounds of, um, it's almost like a butterfish. It was the uh, real sweet, you know, uh, fish that they had on sale right there, the flatfish, flounder. Uh, we call them summer fluke. Now, they got about four or five different names, but I love it. And uh, also... Lobster with the lobster pot, uh, one pound and a pound and a quarter. And did I tell you free lobster steaming right on the premises? Mainly seafood. Plan your next party. Call ahead. It'll be all packaged up, ready for you to go. And they're going to have extended hours on the Main Street Razzle Dazzle coming up too. Mainly seafood. Three Bates Avenue, right on the side of Route 44, about a quarter mile up on the right after Walmart. Uh, Tuesday, 9 to 4. Wednesday, Thursday, 9 to 6. Friday, 9 to 7. And Saturday, 9 to 5. Call ahead for your order at 860-928-7909. There is limited seating inside. I'd say maybe eight or nine people. 
So get your order to go or for your next party at Fresh Seafood and Mainly Seafood. Great addition. We got one more that we're going to play. I'm going to sneak in this here. One of my favorite groups from the Arcadia region, the Carters.
and Northeast Race Cars and Speed. The trailers are back from Stafford yesterday. Our $15,000 winner up there. And they'll be loading up that 53-footer. Scotty will be doing that at Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Also the home of Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair with the best brake job in Northern Rhode Island. They got a Cox phone number over there, 401-710-9992. Or call Scott in the Speed Department at 1-800-766-4748. He'll get those parts out by 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Mr. Shane Hopkins. He also is the owner of the He Shed, where they'll build you a race car or a race truck and get you too in Victory Lane. Hats off, too, to one of our sponsors from North Smithfield. They had a, a Halloween costume day yesterday for the family members at Wagnola Pet Grooming. And also raised over $600 for the North Smithfield Animal Shelter. First year in business. Wagnolia Pet Grooming at the Chamberlain Financial Building at 601 Great Road. Call for an appointment, 401-999-2440. A helpful reminder to make sure your family member is vaccinated. And it wouldn't hurt if you were too. Nail clipping also available Wagnolia Pet Grooming, maybe one more groomer too. 401-999-2440. We do have a possibility of another grandson calling in, but I know he was working on a farm too today in upstate New York. So uh, that was uh, grandson Mason on uh, Canadian white geese, a hunt that he did yesterday. But uh, also Boroughville Motor Sales and Brian's Auto and Truck Repair, the same home as Larry's 24-hour towing. Multitasking, one location. You can even schedule a Rhode Island Vehicle State Inspection by calling 401-568-6286. Since 1922, now it's used auto and truck sales. Jerry and Peter had that up in expert body work and insurance estimates. It's uh, Brian's Auto and Truck Repair, Larry's 24-hour towing, lockout service, jump-starting service, you name it, 401-568-6286. Got some news here, too, from Vermont. And a regulated trapping season starts up in Vermont. On uh, It opened up October 28th, so that's under commencing. It started yesterday. And uh, it's illegal to interfere and lawfully set traps in Vermont. They're all clearly marked. And it should be an outstanding season. And to get some results back for the biologists on the selected trapping throughout Vermont. Also, Vermont has got a big Zoom meeting. And that's going to take place on Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. And the uh, item on the agenda is the Fish and Wildlife Board is going to hold an extra meeting to review the recommendations for 2023-2024 on trapping and hunting of the eastern coyote uh, with dogs. And they're going to review all the recommendations with an open virtual meeting. 
going to take place at 5 p.m. on Wednesday, November 1st. Uh, most board members and department staff will be attending remotely. There is an in-person option also for members who cannot attend, and that's going to be at Davis Building, One National Life Drive, in Montpelier, Vermont. All of these board meetings are open to the public online and in person. Details are provided in the agenda posted on the department's website. Now, usually what happens up north, Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire, usually trickles down to the southern New England states. And as we all know right now, there is a widespread overpopulation explosion of the Eastern Coyote right now throughout New England. And uh, rules and regulations are really, really uh, going to be reviewed, you know, constantly on it to address, address the problem. There's a lot of packing going on now instead of individual pods. And uh, they're getting into areas now that they never were before. So the rules and regulations will definitely change on that as we move forward. Uh, also, best wishes to Jimmy Pont, who just had a minor operation. But Cereos keeps going strong with the best breakfast in Northern Rhode Island. That's taking place right now at Cereos Pizza Rimmer and Restaurant at the Bridgeton Triangle. And that breakfast started at 7.30 this morning, right up until 1 o'clock. And then it switches over to the best Sunday dinner available. Your choice of 6 to 10 entrees at $23.99. Also, if you're going to watch the football games or any other event this afternoon, maybe a NASCAR race. If you want a delivery, it's 401-568-7187. They haven't lost an order yet. Uh, Tuesday special is still in place. The Beach Blanket Cheese uh, Pizza Special, 15 slices, rectangle on a cornmeal crust, every Tuesday at Cereos. And best wishes for Jimmy recuperating from his minor surgery. I think that covers everybody on the sponsorship today. And uh, Mason, he's probably doing some milking up there in New York. But I can talk a little bit about uh, Mason. Uh, he's going to college this year, his second year of college, and uh, for agriculture. And uh, S. New York, they call it, one of the branches. It's uh, way up in farm country. And uh, he joined Ducks Unlimited, to my surprise and delight. Uh, they have a big local chapter up there. And then when he was home, he purchased himself the proper firearm uh, took all the classes, the hunter safety classes, and then went back to college and participated in his first mallard duck hunt uh, about a week and a half ago and harvested legally two mallard ducks and prepared and ate them that night. And uh, he knows, fully understands, the full circle of life. And then to my delight yesterday, I, he posted some pictures on Facebook of a uh, Canadian wild goose, white goose, a hunt that he participated in with two uh, looked like professional hunters. Uh, one was a vice president from New Jersey from the National Wild Turkey Federation, and he didn't use that new duck call that he bought. I guess they did the calling in, but he did say they put out quite a few decoys 
That was all part of the luring in of the suggested target. 125 decoys to draw in one of the migration, uh, migration uh, Canadian geese that were en route in a very successful hunt. And he bagged two, and I'm sure he'll be talking about that, how they prepared them. The question I have for him, on the wild goose, do they save all those feathers in a, a paper bag like I used to do with the wild turkey for fly tying purposes or for crafts? Those feathers are, are really sought after for craft people or for fly tying. And I wanted to know if the uh, Canadian geese were in that same. Or if he had actually ate the goose yet, and was it just a little bit more greasy than the mallard duck? A couple of questions I had for him. But like I say, he's in college, he's young, and he also has a day job. But uh, if not, we'll get him on at a later date. But that's another one of the grandchildren entering the hunting fraternity in upstate New York, right next to the Canadian border. Matter of fact, he'll probably do some duck hunting when he gets back here with uh, David Ames from Maplevale, an avid duck hunter down here. You know, he's got his blinds set up every year. And uh, not too many people in my fraternity uh, go for the waterfowl and that. And uh, me growing up on the farm, I can remember Ted Bob and my grandfather always uh, pheasant, grouse, woodcock, and he used to always tease me. My first 22 for squirrel hunting and stuff like that, uh, he'd go grouse hunting on woodcock, and he'd say, I bet you can't get one of those woodcock with the 22. And that's when I realized how fast that type of bird is. It's still very popular up in Maine because they have the habitat to support that type of hunting, a small game bird. And a lot of rabbit hunting up there especially with dogs, 11-inch and 13-inch beagles. And uh, they have the advantage, too, of the uh, New England uh, whitetail uh, rabbit, uh, the uh, second one, the eastern uh, bunny rabbit, and a third one, the northern hare. That is, you know, in changing right now with the cold weather, with the frost, they'll be changing from the brown to all white for the winter. It's a much bigger here, and there's a plentiful uh, supply up there for the bobcats and the lynx and coyotes and so forth. But it's an altogether different hunting area in Maine. But it's open to everybody, protective. They encourage it. It's a big part of the ecosystem up there, and it's not doing any damage. Like I say, the latest reports that I have from the number one biologist in all New England, and I give that kudos to the state of Maine. They're saying there's a healthy population right now of over 35,000 black bear in Maine and uh, 65,000 wild turkey. I don't know how many whitetail, and I don't know how you would ever count them, but they try to do it for a healthy harvest per square mile for the habitat like they do on the annual moose permits on those three northern states. There's a lot of biologists work that go into all the creel limits on all of our states on fishing and hunting and greatly, greatly observed. And, uh, 
You don't fool, fool around with the Northwoods law. They really stand behind the rules and regulations. Um, up there, your ATVs and your 4x4s, there's actually trails for them. And on the side of the road, there are runways. It's not like down here, keep them off the pavement. It's altogether different habitat up there. It's part of their way of life. But there's a lot more room to operate those type of things. And also, a big part of reporting on the outdoor scene on the winter, I get uh, buried with all the snowmobile and the ATV reports on all the different groups in New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine that maintain all of these trails working hand-in-hand with the property owners for the enjoyment of those recreational people. And there's so many of them from the lower states of Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. That's why I try to include all of that to make a full package on the award-winning Outdoor Scene radio program right here on Smokin' 99.9 WNRI. Uh, This show and my other shows, the IT department works on them during the week and makes them available on podcasts if you missed any part of the show at anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Barber. And always my uh, email at WayneWNRI at yahoo.com for any questions or regulations or rules uh, that you'd like to have answered. As soon as I get back to the warehouse, you know, my house, with my correct computers that I have up there for sourcing, I return all my messages on voicemail. And also the PSAs at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. We'll be back on tomorrow night at 6.05 on the station with personality with another edition of NASCAR Small Market. Race Chatter Automobile Racing, celebrating Champions Night again tomorrow night. And I believe we're going to have Josh St. Clair on from Wiscasset and other drivers on tomorrow as the short track racing season finally winds down in New England. Don't don't uh, go through too many withdrawals. It'll start right back up in February with Speed Weeks and New Smyrna, Florida, and who's going down south and who's not going, who's building new cars, who's getting out, who's getting in, who's moving up in divisions, and what sponsors will be available. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Thank you to our guest, Cody Spink. And congratulations on Mason Barber on a successful Canadian goose hunt. Thank you very much for tuning in, and tomorrow, have the best day of your life.